Good morning and welcome to Backstory with me, Noreen Mir. In the next 28 minutes, you can hear a story of a very familiar voice of Hong Kong. He's been on various Radio 3 programs and he is never shy to express his opinion. He is Professor Ho Lok Sang, Professor of Economics and Director of the Center of Public Policy Studies at the Lingnan University. He's also the convener of Silent Majority. And here he tells us all about his childhood and his very own backstory. I was born in Hong Kong. I, I grew up in Hong Kong. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, both of my parents are not well educated. My mother finished um, uh, only at primary three, I think, uh, and then no more school. And um, my father finished primary school and maybe one or two years high school, but really didn't finish high school. Okay, but uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I would say that uh, his Chinese is actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, his command of language is actually pretty good. And uh, my father used to be a salesman for a printing company and then he started on his own business. Oh, wow. And uh, that was in the 60s. And it was uh, very tough, actually very tough. Um, and uh, I think on a few occasions, uh, you know, the business was almost finished, you know, almost collapsed, you know, uh, in part because uh, some of the, some of the uh, invoices sent out could not be recovered, you know, they just... Uh, the uh, the buyers of the products uh, didn't pay up, you know, so so lost a lot of money. But um, I think he uh, was very capable, and eventually, you know, bought everything around, and uh, and I think he managed to bring up the seven of us. You know, we have you have uh, such a big family. Yeah, it's a big family. Yeah, uh, uh, five boys and two girls. Wow. Yeah, a big family. And uh, all of us are doing pretty well. Most of us finished university. And uh, actually two of us have, uh, got a PhD and taught in universities. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, mm. I mean, this kind of story, that, that mm. sort of upward social mobility is... Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, when I was small, I remember sharing one flat with uh, several families. You know, it's one flat. Like a well, subdivided yeah. flat now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. One one of those so called tong lao, mm-hmm. you know, those uh, Chinese uh, uh, without the lifts. Yeah, yep. yeah. With uh, with uh, four stories, and that was in Hong Kong, and we share a flat with maybe four families. So five families sharing one flat. How know? big uh, are the flats? Maybe about four five hundred square feet. I think uh, it was a fairly big flat. I think it may be uh, about 600 square feet, okay. 600, maybe slightly more. You know, but uh, they have a very big balcony, you know, a very big balcony, pretty wide. Yeah. And the balcony itself is divided into several uh, rooms, and each of those rooms would accommodate a family. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just on, the, on that balcony, you know. And... Uh, the balcony uh, initially wouldn't have windows, but uh, uh, everybody built, you know, got those windows. Illegal know. structures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Would yeah. you say you had a happy childhood? Uh, I think so. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my my mother was extremely capable, and we 
owe her a lot. You know, all of us owe her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know, at that time, uh, I think most of the years when we were small, we didn't have a maid. You know, and uh, there were no washing machines, and it's difficult to imagine how she could. Uh, manage, you know, take care of seven kids yeah. and run the whole yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, of course. Initially, not seven. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> it just yeah. got bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but it uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. So yeah. you grew up in Hung Ham area then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, was your childhood like then? A lot of fun, a lot of fun. You know, because uh, we played um, uh, with um, kids in the other rooms. You know. That share the flat, yeah. and we also go down to the streets and play. You know, just run around. You know, <laughs> and uh, during those years, uh, um, um, we had a lot of uh, games that we played together as a group, and no video games, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, and a lot of uh, action, a lot of action, and uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, group activities, yeah, so very nice. Yeah. yeah, what were you like as a student, Professor Ho? I mean, you're you're an academic now. You're a professor. Were you very studious as as a child? Did you were you always top of the class or were no, you naughty? No, no. <laughs> uh, in the primary school, uh, I didn't really do so well, you know. But uh, really, I. But you see, I I like I like reading the books, you know. So each year when we got the books, uh, when we bought the books, I would go through them very quickly, you know. And uh, but uh, uh, I was not particularly good in exams, you know. So so I didn't really do so so well in the exam, you know, for the high school and uh, high school entrance examination. I didn't do really well. But at that time. Um, it is possible for us to apply to different schools, right? And uh, we, and my mother worked very hard trying to uh, find a place for us. And of course, we sit for the entrance examination for the individual schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did manage to uh, to get admitted to one of the top schools. Yeah. 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 Were they strict parents? Uh, I think they gave us a lot of room, you know. But uh, um, I used to play a lot and uh, rather than study a lot you know so <laughs> so 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 i i was not a very hard working uh, uh student at, in primary school but i had to be hard working in high school mm. you know because uh uh primary school it was a, a uh entirely chinese instructions you know and uh, i had uh, rather rud- rudimentary knowledge of uh, english and it was so difficult for me to uh, um, adjust to a English curriculum, you know. So I, I transitioned from a Chinese-speaking uh, primary school to a, an entirely English-speaking secondary school, and it was very tough for me. Yeah, it sounds really tough. How, yeah, how it did, was very, very, very tough. How yeah. did you do it then? Yeah. Did you watch a lot of TV or read more books? Well, I use the dictionary a lot, you know, and uh, mind you, uh, the dictionaries are not the electronic dictionaries that's so handy and you cannot get the pronunciation right, you know. You have to uh, read those uh, uh, symbols, course, you, know, yeah. you know, the phonetic symbols. The phonetic symbols, that's yeah, it. Right, right, and uh, uh, it, it, it was 
not easy, but uh, I managed. Yeah, yeah, well, look how well you're doing. <laughs> yeah. What did you want to be when you were a child? Did well, you want to be a professor? Yeah, I wanted to be an educator. Really? Yeah, okay. I wanted to be an educator, but uh, I didn't think of economics. You know, in 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 the beginning, I I was just thinking of education, because I I thought education is so important. You know, so so you know, it's one of those uh, um, uh, topics that you have to write on. You know, what are your career dreams and so on. You know, and I had uh, decided to be an educationist from an early age. But I think I was uh, very much influenced by my elder brother who studied e- economics. Okay. And I studied economics after, uh, after him, you know. Uh, but um, actually from high school, uh, you know, I finished Form 5 and then I went on to the matriculation class. And initially, I was in 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 science curriculums, in science programs. And uh, when I was uh, went up to uh, form six, form seven, you know, initially I was in 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 science sciences, yeah, uh, uh, doing uh, f- uh, physics, biology, and uh, chemistry. chemistry. And that seems to be the st- uh, the the track to medicine, medicine that sort of thing, gonna, right? It sounds very <laughs> medical, <laughs> right? Right. Right, I, I was uh, very interested in science actually, but uh, I was uh, uh, very inf- very much influenced by one of my friends in uh, in Form Six, uh, who was very artistic and uh, uh, speaks softly and very artistic, very religious, and under his influence, actually, I switched back to to arts. Okay. You know? So so I so I dumped. I dumped science and uh, uh, went on to do history, geography, and English literature and those things, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's quite a different track. Yeah, and Chinese, Chinese literature, yeah. And it's entirely different. And uh, when I, when I um, um, do the English literature, there are a few books that influence me a lot. You know, one, one was uh, uh, E.M. Foster's um, Howard's End. The other one, the other one is... Uh, is is a play you know by uh, George Bernard Shaw, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the the I you know some of the socialist ideas got got into my mind. And, Man and Superman. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And uh, I was thinking about uh, uh, helping to solve some of the problems, economic problems, which I uh, considered to be extremely basic. You know, so a lot of the problems that the world faces. You know, so. So I was very keen on doing economics. So not only my my brother's influence, but then also the the influence from from some of the novels that I read. You know, when I did the English literature, and and then I went on to Hong Kong University to do economics, and then I was so disappointed initially. You know, because because uh, uh, the first e- year economics um, is economics that seems to be so out of the world. You know. Um, what did you learn that made you think it was a bit non-applicable? Well, actually, we are learning a lot of the tools and we did not really understand that much about the real world, mm. you know. And um, really took me a long time, you know, having mastered the tools and then I had to use the tools to do economics my way, you know. And, and then I've never regretted that I've done economics, yeah. E- economics is fascinating, and I'm using my e- economics ideas, 
you know, to study psychology. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, uh, this book, uh, Psychology and Economics of Happiness, and uh, and, and I'm using uh, 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 the economist approach in looking at uh, life. Yeah. I must mention, Professor Ho, you, you have conducted the happiness survey, the happiness index in Hong Kong since 2005. What right. made you started doing that? Well, um, as I said, I was interested in happiness from an early age. I was uh, very much spiritually inclined, actually, and uh, under a lot of influence from the Christian education that I had gone through in primary school and then in high school. And I uh, was very much after what I call wisdom. You know, I was trying to seek wisdom. You know, one of the things that I prayed, you know, I, when I was a child, I, I used to pray. You know, I still pray, right? Right. Um, and when I pray, when, uh, what I look for is wisdom. You know, I want to, to seek the wisdom that can enable me to tackle some of those very thorny issues, you know, that, that we have to uh, face, you know, as a policy analyst, as a policy maker. I'm not a policy maker, but I actually... Uh, you give advice to I, people who, yeah, who are in that position? I, I'm not a policy maker, but I, I, I was in the government, in the Ontario government for two years. Yes, you, you were, know, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so, so I did work in uh, out, outside academia. So, um, but I have been interested in policy and have been interested in, in, in education have, and all my life, I wanted to improve human welfare, right? I'm, I have the this urge, you know, to to make the world a better place. Going back to something you said earlier, mm. Professor Ho, you said you were influenced by George Bernard Shaw, for example. It mm. sounds like you were quite. Um, an idealist student. Yeah, yeah, I'm very idealistic. Yeah, yeah, I'm very idealistic. Yeah, and um, are you still? Yeah, I definitely. You know, but uh, I am uh, a pragmatic idealist. Yeah, what is pragmatic idealist? Um, well, you cannot be an idealist um, without reference to the world and without reference to the constraints that you have to face. You know, so you have to realize what kind of constraints that you face, um, the historical context, the legal context, the cultural context, everything, you know. And, uh, and then with that in mind, you have to learn how to make the most out of what is within your control, right? And that is the same for policymakers as for a person who is navigating through his life, right? But is that not a, a- bit of a compromise really and, and sometimes it means um, not really going with what you want and, and just by respecting the constraints it's not really what you No, uh, you need to have um, dreams, you know the dreams, the, the dreams for um, a perfect world okay, so um, the ideal that you are driving at has to be um Unreachable, okay. So that you can, you can still you always have something to move on, move on, right? You there's always uh, room for progress, right? And uh, um, uh, pragmatically, uh, if we can make progress by an inch, that is good, 
you know, as long as you are moving toward your goal, right? If you can make it by uh, move forward by a mile, that's excellent, right? Just as right? long as you keep moving as, forward. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, uh, moving as fast as you can, as far as the constraints allow, right? Okay. And uh, um, but um, um, with with that realization that you are actually constrained, then you don't get frustrated, you know, because you realize that you're doing the best you can, right? And there's something that is outside your control. And um, I'm a very happy person in knowing that um, uh, I am maximizing what is within my control, you know, doing the best within my control. And, um, and I pity those who uh, fail to do this, you know, because uh, on many occasions you can see that people c- could, could have done a lot better but because of their attitude and because of the lack of wisdom, they actually uh, undermine their initial success, their, 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 the potential. You know, they fail to realize the potential that they uh, otherwise would be able to realize. I think one thing that's very fascinating about you is doing the research about you, Professor Ho, and, and following your career in, in the last seven years personally. Um, you write a lot about politics. You comment a lot about politics and different, you know, public policies, housing, education. But you've never joined a political party. I, I've never seen you in the very front line. I want to be an independent, right? Okay. Yes, yeah. I'm in, I want to be an independent. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, is that um, the only reason you know, why? You know, one of the one of my objections to party politics is that uh, a, a, a member of a party is constrained, you know, by the party line, and uh, that makes it more difficult, you know, for a genuine uh, exchange of views, and make it more difficult for the best solution to come out, right? But now that you're convener of silent majority, I know it's not a political party. Um, mm. It never set out to be. Are you not worried that you might be constrained by it? Because no. you're, you're also a professor no. as well. What do you tell your students who, who want to join Occupy Central then? Uh, you may be aware of the fact that I have my own uh, uh, proposal for the political reform, yes, right? Yes, that's true. And uh, I, I don't have to consult anyone. And mm-hmm. that is my, my view, right? And I just present it. And uh, uh, the silent majority gave me the platform, you know, to hold a press conference, and and it's my own personal view, right? And uh, uh, actually, next week I'm going to talk to uh, uh, a group, you know, it's organized by Hong Kong University Law School, right? And uh, and I'm going to present my views. Um, so so I consider myself as a uh, independent, as an academic. And, uh, and uh, as an analyst who wants to look at uh, these issues uh, from uh, a detached point of view, you know, uh, uh, not attached to any interest in particular. And, and I think it's only that way that I can see things more clearly. And in a more objective way as well. Right, yeah. exactly. I want to talk about your happiness index. Um, are people in Hong Kong happy? Um People in Hong Kong are actually quite quite happy, you know, compared to um, uh, many uh, other countries, and they are very fortunate because uh, uh, they don't have to worry so much about personal safety, and um, they have protection 
for the private property, and they have and uh, enjoy press freedom. Okay, and uh, uh, they can uh, talk. You know, Freely. phone in, phone, <laughs> phone in to RTHK and you know express <laughs> whatever true. whatever view that that you subscribe to, right? And so, um, actually, Hong Kong is a, 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 a quite a free society. And uh, but why are we seeing more protests and sort of that, you know? That energy, do you, do, you, do you know what I mean? Every week there are more than 20 protests a week. Why are we yeah. seeing more unhappiness? Even uh, though despite that, people are, are, you know, according to your index, are happier. Yeah, um, that is why uh, you know that there's Hong Kong University, uh, the opinion program, public mm-hmm. opinion program. By Rob Chung. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, does have uh, uh, published a, what they call... Uh, public sentiment index or something like that, right? Oh, yeah, and satisfaction. Yeah, uh, no, no. Uh, I think they they call it manting Oh, manting Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that is, you know, about the sentiment of the people. But that is not the same as happiness. Okay, it has more to do with the, whether they see something that they are not satisfied with. Mm. Okay, now, not being satisfied with something. Uh, is something to be expected, oh, okay? Uh, because the world is not a perfect world, right? And there are always things that you can improve po- on, po- mm-hmm. uh, point to uh, that needs improvement, right? And uh, uh, but um, when it comes to happiness, it's not exactly the same, you know. Because even though someone could be suffering from some handicap, like he's blind, okay? He cannot be satisfied with his eyesight, right? But he can be very happy, okay? Because uh, um, uh, 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 the attitude that he may have is uh, a makes him... Positive outlook. Yeah, yeah. His, his mind is free. You see, the fact that uh, one, one has, a, has a free mind, that's much more important than than uh, phys- physical uh, freedom sometimes. You know, someone, someone who has a very free mind uh, can still enjoy that happiness, yeah. right? right? So um, I think Hong Kong people are um, now less and less... Um, um, single-mindedly focused on, on money things, you know? Uh, previously, they may be more materialistic. More materialistic, but now Hong Kong people are less materialistic, okay, and uh, um, and they are more concerned about uh, the welfare of people um, among themselves. And I've noticed that elsewhere, envi- you know, and, and the so, environment. As and well. Yeah, and so the number of volunteers in Hong Kong is actually quite high. Really? Yeah, quite high. Wow. Yeah, volunteering is a, is a is a uh, a popular activity among Hong Kong people, and uh, uh, some volunteers go to remote places, you know, you know, Africa and India, elsewhere, you know, to to do volunteer work, you know, and China and elsewhere, you know. Professor, I'm so fascinated by by you. I mean, you're an economics professor. You are the director of of, of Public Policy Studies in Lingnan University. 
and you've written so many variety of books. In front of me, you've got um, Human Spirituality and Happiness. You've also written about the psychology and economics of happiness, love, life, and positive living, and also about public policy and public interest. What do you do for fun? Is this what you do for fun? You, <laughs> you write yeah. and you read? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I... Um, and it's such a different yeah. variety of, of, of uh, genre as yeah. well. Yeah, if you look at uh, the, uh, the human spirituality and happiness, mm-hmm. you can see that I've written a number of poems, you know? So, so uh, um, and in Chinese and in English as yeah, well. Yeah, I have translated the Tao Te Ching, you know, the, the Taoist uh, uh, classic. Yeah. And I've translated the Xin uh, Xin Ming, which is a Buddhist uh, 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 poem. And uh, a, um, a yeah. composer actually put it to music, you know, composed music to it. So, really? so, so you, you can actually download the M- MP3 file okay. and listen to, to the music. You know, it's, uh, it's two, two vocals, um, a man, uh, vo- a male voice and a female voice, you know, uh, singing that Xin uh, Xin Ming, which I had translated into Song of the Truthful Mind, right? Wow. So, so, so I, I enjoy writing, right? I enjoy writing. Um, and I have collected my, my writings in Chinese into uh, some, some kind of book that I have put it on my, on, on my website, mm-hmm. you know, for, for people to download. I, I'm hoping to publish it eventually, you know. And, wow. uh, and You're then, so busy. Yeah. What do you do yeah. to de-stress? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I do Tai Chi, you know. I've been doing Tai Chi uh, since university days. Wow. You, you know, and, and, and that was when I attended the Hong Kong University, you know, back in the, uh, I attended university sixty nine to seventy two, and I was uh, started to pick up tai chi, uh, tai chi at, at that time, and I continued to do that. Right? How uh, often do you practice tai chi? Then I've heard it's very very yeah, good for you. Yeah, initially every day, you know, and wow. sometimes uh, <laughs> uh, several times a day, you know. But uh, 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 now not as often as before, but. Uh, definitely every week a few times yeah and uh, and I also do and I also play the violin really yeah. I had no idea yeah yeah and and I used to are you good uh no, no, no <laughs> you're no, too no, humble no, no and uh, I, I I like singing a lot you know and and uh, I used to when I was attending the University of Toronto I I joined the the choir the student uh, uh, choir uh, the Chinese student choir and uh, I had um, actually tried uh, to compose some music. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know, so so I tried different things, right? Yeah, I'm and, sure you enjoying life, enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you've been told this before. You have you have a really nice voice, Professor Ho. If you weren't a professor, you can be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah. thank you. Well, you, you, you are a frequenter on Radio 3 as well as other RTHK programs as well. So what are your other hobbies? Do you spend a lot of time with your family and work-life balance? How do you maintain that? Uh, I um, make it, you know, no matter how busy I am, I wouldn't say that I have no time for the violin. <laughs> at, at least I have to play yeah. 15 minutes, you know, something, you know, you know. There are certain things that that I really need to to do, you know, because uh, 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 as you said, it's work-life balance, right? Right, and uh, and I I always sing, 
You know, I sing to my daughter. My daughter actually happens to be uh, handicapped. You know, I see. And uh, I, I, I sing with her, and uh, and um, I um, sing all the time when I walk and uh, when I'm having a shower, whatever. You know, I. <laughs> you find the time. Yeah. 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 Singing doesn't require time. You see, and I'm singing my head all the time, right? <laughs> During this interview, as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I really don't have much tension, okay. And I haven't been uh, ang- angry for many years. You know, I, I've never had a moment of of anger. You know, for many years. Wow. So, 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 so I think I'm a very happy person. Yeah. You make me so happy as well. And it was such a <laughs> such a pleasure speaking to you and interviewing you, Professor Ho. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You.